0: I'm sorry, Mrs. Ganesh, but another extension on the loan is out of the question.
1: What? You shamed me by this soul. The soul of Christine Brown! We will feast upon
0: it! <laughs> <laughs> no!
1: I'm uh, high on some cops' syrup. And I'm somewhere at a state between conscious and um, unconscious, so that's like a perfect state for me to be in for you to explain me, um, Multiverse of madness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt like I was um, like high on uh, some prescription pills from watching that movie. I swear to God, yeah, tell, tell me about it. I want to know, did you like it? Well, I thought it was okay.
1: Can I can I predict something? What you're going to tell me? Oh yeah, Uh, the the script is awful. It Mm -hmm. feels forced. The Raimi bits are good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. That's that's just what I've been reading around. Yeah, the the it's it's all true. This the script is like probably one of the worst Marvel scripts that they've done. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Sam Raimi's direction carries that movie so hard. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I feel like the script almost like uh, hinders him. Yep. Because I feel like Sam Raimi is really good with simple concepts and just rolling yeah. with it. And if they were just to do something goofy and easy, uh, <laughs> but instead they give him the most convoluted fucking thing ever, that you need to watch like four other shows and all the movies to understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, I I went into the into it under the impression that it was Sam writing it as well, mm. but then at the end of the movie, the credits it did not give him a writing credit, and oh, okay. the okay. the person who wrote it was Michael Waldron, who who wrote a bunch of other who's writing a bunch of other Marvel stuff. He like wrote the first season of the Loki show, so he's a like, hack. Yeah, so he's one of the Marvel's, like, little writers who they can boss around and he does their anything they want.
1: So it's basically just Raimi just being like, okay, how can we salvage this? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's what I picture it. Because, like, he, he like, is directing the shit out of the movie. Like, the it's it's without a doubt the most visually interesting Marvel movie. Okay. It's just, like, the... It's everything you would expect from a Sam Raimi movie. Like the camera is like moving around a lot. Like there's so many dynamic like shots. Even close-ups of people's faces like wow. always are moving around. And it's like yeah, yeah this is like a really pretty looking movie. And it just looks like a real a real movie other than the <laughs> effect shots. But <laughs> I like how like a compliment you have to give a Marvel movie is it looks like a real movie. <laughs> that's a lot to ask for these days after watching um spider-man no way home where like it literally every fucking frame of the movie had some kind of effect in it it's like you gotta appreciate something that doesn't look so fake and bad i i feel like just right now like marvel is just at
1: like a desert of creativity so anytime there's like one little oasis of creativity like people are like, oh, <laughs> now this is art People like praising it as like the coming of Christ. Yeah, and it's like, no, this is just a dude who likes, actually likes making movies, making a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I I have a question because I've been reading a lot of controversy. Um, Uh People have been saying and upset. They say that this movie should have gotten an R rating.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. It should have gotten an R rating, but I will say... They got away with a hell of a lot of stuff for PG thirteen. Like I was shocked how like violent some of it was. Wait, what can what can you say without spoiling? Um I, I
1: don't give a shit. You can spoil for me, but I don't want people listening to get spoiled. To get spoiled?
0: Do do people care that much about Doctor Strange? Alright, uh, well, okay. Uh, I will say I'll just give situations that happen and won't say what characters this happens to. Okay. All right, at one point, a character's mouth gets, like, erased. So it's just, like, skin where his mouth was. Yeah. And then his head literally explodes, and his eyeball, like, goes bloodshot and is, like, going, like, cross-eyed. And I was like, God damn. Granted, you don't see, because this character's wearing a mask whose head explodes, Mm. So you don't see the blood from his head, but you see like it like pop and then g- depress. Oh, like-, like on the inside <laughs> of his head. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, that's very Sam Raimi. I know. That's awesome. You yeah, know, there there's a scene in it where um they introduce a bunch of characters from the multiverse. Um And it was so funny listening to the audience reactions to it because the characters would, like, show up on screen. And you'd be like, oh, my God, it's that character. Wow, they've never been in the MCU before. And everyone was, like, cheering at one certain character. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then five minutes later, they all get horribly murdered. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll say Scarlet Witch horribly, horribly murders them because she's just a straight up villain of this movie, apparently. Yeah, that's the vibe I kind of got from the trailer. That's that's one of the things I really liked about it was um Sam Bramey was like, okay, Scarlet Witch, she's a witch. He's like, okay, I know how to do that. And it just made her creepy as fuck.
1: <laughs> oh. So then she
0: made her like actually a witch. Yeah, she's oh yeah, she straight up does creepy witch shit in this movie
1: i was always she's confused like- by that because i've only seen like maybe an episode and a half of wandavision and you know i've seen um a, a little sprinkle of marvel movies here and there uh mm. and i never understood why they call her scarlet witch because i'm like that's that's just a woman <laughs> that's
0: that's not a witch <laughs> yeah she's like special because like she's like the most powerful witch in existence or some stupid shit like that that's why mm. they call her the scarlet witch because she in mythology of the marvel universe that's like supposed to be the most powerful witch of ever that whole thing it's like that in the movies i'm not sure if it's like that in the comics but yeah it was there's a lot of interesting stuff in in dr Strange too his horror stamp is like all over it there are some genuinely really creepy parts of the movie which i was surprised by um i heard people say like this should have been a horror movie it it really shouldn't, but there are like horror like scenes in it,
1: like yeah, kind of like Aquaman had because James Wan was directing it. They put like a horror scene in there.
0: Yeah, it's like that so. sort of thing. It's like you remember in Spider Man Two when Sam Marie directed that, and yeah. then there was there was that one scene that is like basically the greatest Evil Dead sequel ever made mm-hmm. when they're. Uh, Doc Ock is knocked down, and the doctors are operating on him. Oh, yeah, and his arms are going everywhere. Yeah, his arms come alive and start attacking all of them. Yeah. It's like it has that kind of thing where the whole movie isn't horror, but like here and there, like you'll have scenes that are like, oh, that's actually pretty creepy. Like, Mm and most of it has to do with Scarlet Witch's character, um, which is why I found her to be the most interesting part of it. Uh, oddly enough doctor strange was the least interesting part of it (laughs) you're telling me the strange doctor isn't that strange (laughs) no well the movie spends no time at all on him it uh yeah the script is bad It's, it's it's basically two hours straight of action and like there's barely any scenes with like establishing characters or talking about characters at all yeah it's like it's rough it's a rough one well do you think i would enjoy this movie I think you no. I would say look up the scene where um, Scarlet Witch horribly murders the Illuminati on YouTube, and then. You so will... you're saying me just just look up like the action bits. I'm saying no, not even all of it. I'm just saying just look up that wow. scene specifically.
1: And then that's it. I've done. I've watched. Yeah, you watched, watched the, of the most
0: entertaining this. part of it. Okay. I, I don't know. I just thought it was entertaining because usually in Marvel movies they introduce like these characters to like set them up for more movies and then this, they just kill them. Yeah, it was just funny to like have them all introduced and then kill them like 5 minutes so it was later. So it's kind of like what they did with the new Suicide Squad. Um yes, but without any of the good character building that oh, yeah. Suicide squad Suicide squad what hypes them up. Oh yeah, and, you, and when, even like the marketing. They were just like,
1: these are our characters. These are who you're going to be with. And then just, mm-hmm. no.
0: Yeah. Okay. It was like, the those characters are on screen for pr- literally, it felt like five minutes. Oh. And some of them are like fan favorite characters from other past iterations of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So, but, <laughs> so it, it was but shocking. But this is
1: the multiverse, right? So, technically, in another universe, they could still be alive.
0: <laughs> yes that's what all the Marvel fans are going to be uh, holding on to is a hope that these characters are s- still alive somehow
1: <laughs> somewhere
0: so,
1: so what I'm hearing you say is basically just um, go see
0: everything everywhere all at once instead yes absolutely yep I, I can't recommend that movie enough it's actually doing pretty well at the box office I looked at the yeah, recent it's returns still doing on good. it yeah, I was like, I'm I happy for them. Good for them. Good for Daniels. Uh, it's gonna get blown out of the water by this Doctor Strange movie, but you know, what can you do?
1: I don't even. I haven't even looked up what like general audiences' like reactions are to this one.
0: For, I think it has like a B plus score in Cinema Score, I just... um, which is like a site where audiences can go and like give a rating on a movie.
1: I just know people like that only watch like Marvel movies. Like in a year they only watch like whatever the new Marvel movies come out. So those are like the only movies they watch are like really upset by the violence in it and are saying <laughs> that like it should be an R rating and like kids shouldn't be allowed to see it and they should give like warnings before.
0: And I'm like I I was you shocked. It's like I was shocked at how much violence was in it. I will say that. I don't think it's R rated worthy violence. But I was like, "God damn! Okay, some of this stuff is actually pretty, like grotesque for a Marvel so, movie."
1: So what you're saying is, here at the Guts and Ghouls podcast, we condone
0: violence. Absolutely love it. We we it want should be violence. done against anyone and everyone that it could possibly be done for against. for any reason. It it can be done. You <laughs> yes, can always exactly. justify <laughs> violence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Well, okay, let's stop with the Doctor Strange talk and let's move on um, to just Sam Raimi in general because we're here here to talk about a Sam Raimi movie. I'm a big Raimi head. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, And I basically kind of wanted to start off with just talking about Sam Raimi as a filmmaker and how Mm. kind of a, a wholesome guy he is. Because right. I feel like with a lot of the stuff that he says about filmmaking, um, is he really just wants to like please the audience. Yeah. <clears throat> and I get that a lot from watching his superhero movies in general. Like it seems mm-hmm. like he injects parts of himself in there, but like he still is really wanting to satisfy the audience and like keep them interested and engaged, and it just seems like he wants them to have a good time. More than anything else, and I've always found that um, really admirable about him. Um, yeah, what, what, do, what, do, what do you think about Sam Raimi as a filmmaker? I mean, uh, I mean, you know me like Evil
1: Dead is probably one of the most consistent horror franchises, mm-hmm. uh, and a part of the reason is because Sam Raimi's involvement uh, with all of them. Um, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think you're right. He, I think Sam Raimi is a guy uh he's almost like the <laughs> this is gonna be a, a weird comparison but he's almost like the opposite of david lynch i was where, i was
0: gonna say the same thing i was gonna say he's the anti david lynch where
1: both both of them are making movies for themselves but <laughs> david lynch is much more cynical and yes. raimi is much more fun mm-hmm. like david lynch is like I want a scene where a guy sweeps the fucking floor for five minutes. I don't give a shit if you like it. I want it in my fucking movie because it makes me fucking happy, you fucking idiot. You know? And Sam Raimi's just like, yeah, it'd be cool if like Bruce Campbell like fought his own hands. You guys think that's funny? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, let's put it in the
0: movie that, you know? Oh, okay. I, I don't mean to go back to Doctor Strange 2. Yes. Bruce's Bruce Campbell's cameo in it is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Tell me what it is. I don't give a shit. It's literally what you just described. Is Bruce he, Campbell he fighting himself? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I was laughing so hard, and no one else in the theater was laughing. Yeah, I'm that. pretty.
1: When they when I heard that like Bruce Campbell was like officially making a cameo, I'm like, no one is going to clap for that. No one is going to be excited. No one's going to understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. He's like a he's he's Doctor Strange in um, America Chavez are in like an alternate world. And, like, okay. he's, like, a, a pizza ball vendor. He sells, like, pizza balls. Pizza balls? The the Eric Andre skit? Yeah, that's literally it. Okay. <laughs> and his name is Pizza Papa. And, but, like, um, America Chavez thinks, like, all food is free because apparently all food is free from the universe that she's from. Right. So she just takes some of Pizza Papa's pizza balls, and then Pizza Papa's like, hey, you stole my food. You didn't pay for that. And Dr. Chang is like, oh, shut up. And he puts like a spell on him that like forces him to hit himself for like three years or something like that. And so then it's just an extended sequence of Bruce Campbell punching himself in the face. (laughs) So it's basically just like evil dead Two and army of darkness. It literally is. That's why I loved it. I was like, that's awesome. I I can imagine Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell getting together. And it's like, how can we force in me hitting myself into this movie? Have you have you seen Bruce Campbell do
1: like that self like punch flip thing he does? <laughs> no, <laughs> look it up. Look it up after this. It's it's really funny. He's really good at it. He won't do it anymore because he's an old man. Yeah, but yeah, mm. he does this like punch into like a backflip. That awesome. that sounds pretty cool. He's he's like he had, the master of physical it. comedy against no, yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I want I want to see
1: him and Rowan Atkin's go up against
0: each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bruce campbell punching himself and the Ron yeah. Atkins is like doing like schlocky <laughs> he's just oh like god. burning
1: accidentally burning down the cabin in evil dead <laughs> he's unintentionally <laughs> killing all the the deadites
0: oh god that would be amazing i want to see that now
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just want to see mr bean transport into other horror movies because you know if you just wouldn't give a shit about any of the monsters or
0: anything, you'd just be more like mildly annoyed.
1: That'd be cool.
0: Please write that. That's the next that's the next Evil Dead movie with yeah. uh Ash Williams.
1: Mr. Bean
0: vs Ash. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> But yeah. I mean, I think he—he he, uh, he Sam as a filmmaker means a lot to both of us. I mean, yeah. I was a fan of Sam Raimi without even knowing it when I was a kid because I, I would watch Spider Man one and two constantly. Yeah, I watched those like, movies a lot. Yeah, they even th- even the third one when I was young. I didn't know what good movies were. I hey, would even watch that one on repeat. Like I
1: defend the third one.
0: No, I I don't think it's a. I mean. It's a bad movie from a technical <laughs> perspective, but there are like good things in it that you can enjoy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, he's had a pretty interesting career cause I feel like he ping pongs between like these giant studio movies and he'll do like a really small one. Like mm-hmm. the movie we're talking about today, drag me to hell. Yeah. Um, he did immediately after Spider-Man three was done. Yeah. Um, And what's kind of uh, interesting about, just to give a little background on this movie, um, it was actually written um, over 10 years prior to when it was actually made. So him and his uh, brother wrote it in in like 1992, around there, after they had finished Army of Darkness. And um, it was actually their intent um, to make that after Army of Darkness. But then, of course... He got like scooped up into the Hollywood machine and was making like the Spider-Man movies for like ten years, basically. So he kind of put that on the back burner. It
1: actually made directors' careers instead of ruined them.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Now, now this is interesting because I didn't know this that they like written it before. You know how different this movie would have been though if they actually made it in the '90s.
0: I know. I was thinking that during it. I was like, it's interesting to think of like what this movie would have looked like because this is a very,
1: I feel like, a very two <clears> thousands movie, mm-hmm. in like the best way possible.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I can see what you mean. Yeah. And another th- another th- interesting thing that I uh, had read up about it was because of that such a long delayed production of it. He had that he had that script in his backlog for so long. Mm -hmm. that during the whole Spider-Man thing, he actually approached Edgar Wright. And he's like, hey, dude, can you direct this movie? And then uh, Edgar Wright said no, because he said it would feel like doing karaoke. Oh, it's not his own. Yeah. Yeah. So I always thought that was kind of interesting. I
1: I could see Edgar Wright pulling off something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I thought that this... Like, especially after watching, like, something like Hot Fuzz, which mm-hmm. has some horror stuff to it. And I was like, I could see, I definitely see all, this all being, like, a of I feel like witty... Edgar
1: Wright's stuff has a little bit of horror. I haven't seen Last Night yeah. in Soho, which I've heard is his most true horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, guess, I, I mean, Shaun of the Dead is that, a zombie, yeah. movie, zombie movie, horror movie. But that's more like a <laughs> comedy. Mm-hmm. But I think if there was to be, like, another director to make, like, an Evil Dead, like Edgar Wright would do okay
0: yeah no that's what i think too i i actually saw last night in soho and i thought it was pretty good
1: oh good i want to watch
0: that it is it is a pretty much just a straight-up horror movie
1: oh cool i wasn't sure because i heard people say like it wasn't it
0: was yeah i i would say it is there's like some pretty like nightmare fuel scenes in it like and a lot of the movies just you're just going through this horrific situation (laughs) so it's a david lynch movie yeah, no, unironically, there were scenes that, like, reminded me of, like, the woodsman from Twin Peaks. Mm. <laughs> I, like I love a good woman assets. in trouble. <laughs> a man just like David Lynch. You gotta love it. Another kind of interesting fact I learned about the casting of it was that they actually had got Ellen Page to sign on, or as she was known then, she's known now as Elliot Page, um, to sign on playing the role of the, um, the main girl. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I guess she mo- kind of moved out of the project to do some movie called Whip It. Oh, I, I know Whip It. Yeah. I own Whip
1: It for some reason. Do you really? <laughs> I just have Whip It on DVD. My dad brought it home. He's like, you like Ellen Page, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, here. I got it at work. <laughs> There's just like Whip It on DVD. And I'm like, thanks, dad. So I watched Whip It. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is that actually a good movie? <laughs> I don't remember. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just want, like, a light-hearted comedy drama about women rollerblading... <laughs> I mean, it's all in page, you know? It's like, you kind of, you know, you get what you
0: expect. <laughs> Another um, kind of interesting fact I, I learned about the casting was um, the lady who plays the Ghanoush character, the old lady character in yeah. this, she had actually, during the audition process for it, She literally was only, the only thing she heard about it was that, okay, you're auditioning to play a a lady who goes to the bank to try to prevent the foreclosure of her house. Oh, (laughs) So, when she got cash, she got to read the rest of the script. And she Uh was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be puking out maggots on this girl. Interesting.
1: (laughs) Was she cool with that?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I guess so. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to be like...
1: She was appalled and she went to the catholic church.
0: No, from really? what i read it seemed like it was it was like a funny story to her.
1: Oh, that's cool. I like when old yeah. people are fun.
0: Yeah, so a lot of interesting backstory to the movie and um it's interesting that i thought that it took so long for sam to end up like making it actually.
1: Hey, maybe um, uh, maybe it worked out in the end. Yeah, i mean it probably would have been a lot different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what did you think of this movie overall?
1: I um, I love Drag Me to Hell. Um, I, I saw. I remember I saw it a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. and this would be my first time rewatching it since. And it's a movie that has always stuck with me, um, because I think uh, Sam Raimi is really good at something that I feel like is lost now uh Especially in horror comedy, or just any you blend comedy of anything. Like I mean, let's just use um, Marvel for example. Where say Marvel's like they're action comedies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have your fighting, they stop, and then go one liner, funny, everyone laughs, and then back to action. <laughs> where I feel like Sam Raimi is very good at blending comedy and horror and the action all in one. Where mm-hmm. he's almost like making bits. Like there's setups, punchlines, and payoffs constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like when the old lady is like at the bank, and you see her take out her dentures so she can suck on some like hard candy, and then later she gets like her dentures <laughs> like punched out, and yeah. then she starts gumming our character, just like gnawing on her with her with her <laughs> juicy gums. Oh god, and, that was but hilarious. it's just like like fun bits like that. I mean, you look at like Evil Dead, and it's like the the horror is the comedy as well. Because mm-hmm. some of it is just so absurd <laughs> yeah. that it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I I feel like that's something that's lost now in action comedies, horror comedies, where where they like they feel like it's a horror and a comedy, but no, it's a horror comedy, and I think that's what Sam Raimi gets really well. Mm-hmm. And I I think this movie is genuinely horrifying for a lot of thematic reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I think we'll get into later, but what has always stuck with me is the final shot of this film, and how fucking cruel it is.
0: Oh and God, punishing
1: yeah. for like, <laughs> for like, it's so fucked up for the tone <laughs> of the movie, and the end, you're just like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> and I think that's, that's awesome. What I thought too. And and ramy has got balls, because no way, uh, like, just a big studio director would end a movie like that.
0: No, no, no way in hell. You're not gonna see Doctor Strange get pulled into hell <laughs> at the end of yeah, Doctor he's Strange just 2.
1: Brutally murdered to eternity.
0: <laughs> and Iron Man just crying. <laughs> well, I think um Um I think I, I really like this as well. It 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 might be one of my favorite um Sam Raimi movies now. I mean I what? feel like yeah, I That's I feel fine. like this this is That's like right under me. right under Evil Dead Two for me. I think this and Evil Dead yeah. Two are my favorite ones of his.
1: I um I like all the Evil I like, fuck I I get I get tied a lot between Evil Dead One and Evil Dead Two, which I like the most.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I love Evil Dead One. I love like the horror of it and the vibe, and I love all like the stop motion, and just how gross it is.
0: But yeah, I would agree.
1: This is right below Evil Dead 1 and 2 for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 solid. It even felt like an Evil Dead sequel at certain points. Yeah. Where I was like, this feels like something that would happen in Evil Dead. <laughs> one, one, of, one of my favorite parts, and I don't know
1: why I didn't point out the absurdity of this the first time I watched it, but I noticed it this time when um, it's already funny because the lady like punched her hand through her mouth when they're <laughs> fighting in the shed. <laughs> and she's like reaching for a knife to cut an anvil hanging above the old lady <laughs> yeah. and I'm like Yeah, why the fuck in the 21st century <laughs> do you have an anvil and why, why is it hanging an from an the ceiling two, why is it hanging like looney tunes from the ceiling <laughs> Yeah. and then she cuts it and it falls in her head and her head like like you know like in looney tunes when an anvil falls they get like flat it like yeah. does that to her head and her eyeballs
0: just shoot out oh my god yeah i thought that was so fucking funny <laughs> yeah. it's awesome yeah that was so, so hilarious it's so weird because it's it's such it's a genuinely scary scene and yeah. then something like that happens and you're like oh my god this is fucking hilarious i think that's reason. what <laughs>
1: raimi is really good at is causing
0: confusion yeah In what you're supposed to be feeling Hmm. much like david lynch like we were <clears throat> um mentioning earlier um but yeah, I, I think we both definitely recommend that it, people should watch this movie. It's, it's really weird, um, but it's really good. And it's just like a solid horror movie. And it's, you know, it's the Sam Raimi movie. You got to see it.
1: It's very straight and direct. And that's what yeah. I like
0: about it. Like the
1: title literally tells you the whole movie.
0: <laughs> and
1: yeah, exactly. it has really good characters, too.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I think that's what makes it work so well for me is that all the characters are um, our main characters are genuinely likable, especially I, um, I fucking hate the Stu. Oh, God, yes, yeah, such a
1: piece of shit. I know a movie is doing a good job when I want to punch the character out of just emotion. <laughs> like, fuck you, <laughs> you know, not because I'm like annoyed with their choices, but I just genuinely fucking hate that guy. And I'm like, good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me get
0: it's making me get work done. It's making me get sweaty. That guy was a real cunt and it was like, it was relatable because, you know, everyone has that kind of oh, person there's in their always workplace, that guy. you know, who was like always competing no matter what. It's yeah. like, dude, calm down. And and
1: the second it doesn't go their way, they just cry.
0: Oh, yeah. Think, yeah, they get real butt hurt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, I know that.
1: Um, I, I I think um, and I, I realized this while watching it now. Um, I think Sam Raimi is a really good director f- for people who are new to horror movies that maybe don't watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I think his movies don't come off directly as, like, horror. Because um, I remember um, when me and my girlfriend started dating, one of the first movies we watched together was Evil Dead 2. Because she knew I was obs- – like, at that time, I was going through, like, an Evil Dead obsession. Like, I was rewatching them a bunch. Mm-hmm. and she was, like, scared to watch Evil Dead 2. And then I think, like, probably 15 minutes in, she was like, oh, okay, I understand what this is now.
0: And she <laughs> she was rolling with it.
1: And since then, she's watched, like, Army of Darkness with me and stuff. So so she likes it, and I think it's a good uh almost introduction to horror director. Mm-hmm. And I think Drag Me to Hell is a good example because it has a lot in it for everyone.
0: Yeah, I I think what you're saying is... Like, I was thinking the same thing because I feel like because of those Spider-Man movies I watched when I was young, like, and the horror elements that are in them, that kind of got me like mentally prepared for like more straight up horror movies later. Mm -hmm. So like when I and when I got older, like you said, I started watching Evil Dead and I was like, oh, damn, okay, I actually like this and I get what's going on here. This is like really cool and good. And then yeah. from there, I kind of branched out into, like, other horror movies. And, yeah, he's he's a really good um, uh, introductory horror director for sure.
1: So Sam Raimi popped your cherry.
0: Oh, yeah, he'd be popping my cherry. That Doc Ock tentacle scene, that was when he popped my cherry, and I was like, oh, man, I want more. I, I, I want will, more.
1: I will say that no superhero movie is brave to end like Spider-Man 1 did. <laughs> Oh, where he rejects the girl. <laughs> no, no, no. With the 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 scene where uh, Green Goblin just gets impaled by his own
0: glider. Oh yeah. He gets sh- awesome. right in the dick. It's yeah. not it's not even like in his chest or stomach, it's yeah. just right in his cup. He's like oh. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And they undid that in Spider Man No Way Home, because oh, surprise. Fuck you. Wilm DeFel was back. Fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> I mean, I like that movie, but yeah, I mean.
1: I haven't seen any of the new Spider-Mans, but fuck you still. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we should talk about um, what this movie actually is. So if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend um, stopping here, going to watch it, and then coming back. You can watch it cause... on Hulu right now? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, you can rent it on Amazon, obviously. Um, so yeah, go watch it. It's a good yeah. movie. I will legitimately buy this. Uh, Physical media is weeks. important now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that sounded like a sarc-
1: sarcastic, stance, but it is true.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. I think at a certain point, I feel like the, these streaming services, there's gonna, the bubble's gonna pop. And yeah. like, then no one, everyone realize they don't own anything that they're watching.
1: And well, right now we're also dealing with people censoring a lot of stuff. And the only yeah. way you can see the stuff uncensored is having the DVD or the Blu-ray right. or whatever
0: you have. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, even now they could, you could have some of your favorite movies on a streaming service. But and it's like, gone. they could, yeah, they should be taken away at any point. Yeah. We just went to Half Price Books and I found In
1: Bruges and Ghost World two movies that i absolutely love and are just never on any streaming service
0: yeah so I'm, i was really excited i was thinking about in bruges the other day and i was actually going to try to watch it because i, I kept love hearing it. things about it wait have
1: you not seen that movie no i haven't seen it yet. genuinely one i think it's my favorite comedy oh okay that movie's so fuck okay when you're back we'll watch in bruges together
0: okay uh, deal we'll have an in bruges night we'll be I'll, you'll be a bruges head <laughs> I hope so. I I do like Colin Farrell. I love Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, Alright, let's
1: get into spoilers. Yeah! Let's ah, get into yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Yahoo! You, you know what's not uh spoiled in in this movie is the <laughs> the tomato score, because it is not rotten. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
0: Sure. <laughs> that we'll go with that joke.
1: <laughs>
0: what do you mean? I thought that was solid.
1: You know, so was, tomatoes, you know, they're spoiled, rotten, <laughs> rotten tomatoes.
0: And, you know, you're going to not want to eat tomatoes after you see this because of all the blood, right? And pus. Yeah, pus and puke. old lady saliva.
1: I I know um, for me when a horror movie is good, when it has more than two fluids, two bodily fluids in it.
0: <laughs> and all
1: Raimi movies pass that test. <laughs> you know, all horror movies have blood. You know, some are brave, they go pee. But Raimi, you've got like puke, you've got pus. You got just ooze. Ugh. Yeah. Like I don't know what that was coming out of that lady's mouth. It's just slime. Yeah. It's just green
0: she, slime. When she's like on top for her at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, God, that looks disgusting. <laughs> and somehow she always has her mouth like around that girl's chin. <laughs> She's yeah. just always going One there. One
1: thing I'm very concerned because I was actually watching behind the scenes. You know when she pukes all the worms in her mouth? Yeah. That's real.
0: Oh, really? They,
1: yeah, she actually filmed that and took like all the dirt and worms. They were real. Oh, God. that's You awful. can see her immediately like spit them out. <laughs> but like, they just got that shot of like her screaming with them flowing in.
0: Oh, that's yeah.
1: brutal. That girl's probably traumatized. Yeah. A lot of things go in her mouth.
0: Oh, yeah. I think this is another interesting thing to note that I'd found out earlier. But um, Allison Lohman, who plays Christine, this main girl that we're talking about that gets mm-hmm. maggots puked into her mouth. Yeah. Um, she actually did all of her own stunts. So everything that you see her doing in this movie, that's all that's her. Really
1: impressive too.
0: Yeah, no, it's She does yeah, a lot. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. There there's a lot of like action and horror in this movie that like you would need to be like there constantly probably filming this. Um mm-hmm. if you're doing your all your own s- stunts and stuff. Um but yeah, that that brings us kind of to our main character, Christine Brown. Um who uh, we kind of pick up her with her at the beginning of the movie. Um, we find out that she works at a bank as like a loan officer. Um, and she's got like a boyfriend who's played by Justin Long. Uh, which Justin I thought it was weird to see him in this for some reason. <laughs> you know, normally I don't like
1: Justin Long. He's fine in this. He's fine.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I thought he was solid too. I, I, I don't remember anything I've ever seen him in that I liked, so...
1: <laughs> what do you mean you don't like tusk what the hell
0: <laughs> it's kevin smith movie yeah genuinely tusk
1: i'm not gonna say anything more than just it i think it is actually the worst horror movie i've ever seen
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna elaborate that doesn't we surprise on. me <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll we'll elaborate more in a future episode next no week i'm not watching tusk again <laughs> i can't subject myself we can have one movie that we will not talk that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that movie.
1: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
0: um so yeah, oh I I forgot to talk about there's a flashback scene at the very beginning. Um mm. uh, where basically we're coming out and it's apparently it takes place in nineteen sixty nine. Um <laughs> sex number. In Pasadena. Got him. And it's you start with like this Hispanic couple and their son who looks really ill and, like, they're saying that he's, like, hearing evil voices because he stole um, this silver necklace from, like, a gypsy at some point. We don't see him steal it, but... So they go to, like, this mystic lady um, and they're like, oh, please help us, like, get whatever is devil is in our son, basically, out of him because he's, like going crazy and like you see stuff from his point of view where there's like weird like shadow hands like on the skylight of the building they're in like a lot of shadow um,
1: people in this movie yeah lots
0: of weird shadow people so yeah while they're preparing for the seance then uh all of a sudden uh, like a, some kind of invisible force um ends up dragging the boy and like throws him off this balcony and they're all like freaking out mystic lady is kind of looking down at him as he's um laying there after falling off of this balcony in this house they're in and all of a sudden the boy the ground starts breaking from underneath him and he gets pulled into hell straight up it's like <laughs> hands yeah. come out and it's it's horrifying right in
1: front of uh, the parents
0: yeah yeah it's, now, it's pretty now this up. is
1: something that i think is one of the major themes of the movie and something we want to talk about later but does the, the punishment fit the crime?
0: <laughs> Probably, no. Definitely, Definitely not for not. the boy.
1: Definitely not. <laughs> uh, but I, I just want to say that, because and we'll get into it more once we go through the plot here.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is where we cut back, like I was saying before, to Christine. Um, our character, uh, who's a loan officer, and she's got a boyfriend, Justin Long. And they seem to have a, a good relationship. Um, you know, you end up kind of liking them together, and, she's, and he seems genuinely like her.
1: And he even, like, defends her in front of... He has, like, rich, snooty parents. They don't like her because she's, like, from a farm.
0: Right, yeah. So they're
1: like, oh, we want you to be with a lawyer, a doctor, <laughs> whatever. And he's like, no,
0: Mom, I love this woman. But yeah, like- and she... It's, like, so terrible, because she does... I mean, I feel like being a loan officer is a pretty respectable job. I'm oh, sure yeah. Basically. I couldn't Recently. be it. Yeah. Being, doing, making those hard decisions and, like, to write to people's faces. I mean, that's a good Yeah, I job. couldn't be mean. No.
1: <laughs> I would only be mean behind people's back, not in front of them.
0: <laughs> Once yeah. they turn
1: around, I'll talk shit, but not... No. <laughs> not, <laughs> not right in front of their face.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that... Um, yeah, you... you She's very likable. And this is another thing that I've kind of noticed about Sam's work is that he picks, like, very, like, every, every man-type characters to, like, be his, like, main characters. Very relatable. Yeah. I mean, even Peter Parker, Spider-Man, yeah, the ultimate everyman. Like, yeah. everyone has felt like Peter Parker at some point in their life. Um, mm-hmm. And same thing with Ash. I feel like even... He's in absolutely absurd situations, but, like, he's such, like, a dummy and, like, that it's kind of, like, hard not to like him. Yeah, he's um, like a fun goofball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and he, he's I've, not in that
1: situation because he set himself up. He's just in there because it happened.
0: Right. <laughs> and that's that's much
1: more easily to, like, relate to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're just, you're just there with him. He's <laughs> just there with him watching us cut his hand off and his hand yeah. getting possessed and <laughs> It's awesome. And it's the same thing with Christine. I feel like um she may not be reaching her full potential, but she's mm-hmm. still like really likable and you know, kind of like like your everyday person kind of character. And I think that's what makes Sam Raimi's uh, movies work so well for a more general audience than a lot of other horror directors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, we kind of get introduced to her workplace from here. Um, this is where we get introduced to her boss who is like, he's not really an asshole, but he's kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it. He's him. like he's your just...
1: typical bank guy. Like, you know, like, eh, hey, you know, we he understands the job. Like, you know, we can't be nice to everyone. We still got to run a company. Right. You know, he's yeah. like, I'm not gonna give you the promotion, you gotta work for it. hmm
0: He's not really an asshole, he's just kind of like doing his job. Yeah. Um and he seems to do it well. But one person that I can say is an asshole is their other coworker who our main character Christine and him are competing for a promotion and this guy's name is Stu. Fuck Stu. <laughs> Fuck him. I hate
1: Stu he didn't and even they... say Mayo on his sandwich and he's like oh, There's no Mayo <laughs>
0: like, I'm He's like no I said Mayo Yeah it's true you see a lot of you, Immediately You get the vibe that they're competing With each other when she is talking to Her boss and he's just like Looking at them like even in the Middle of meeting with like this couple it seems Like he's like jealous of her <laughs> Yeah anytime Which she's doing literally
1: funny. anything He's like watching her every move
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's very creepy. So I think she could go to HR with that. (laughs) Yeah, this
1: man is staring at me.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, you get the idea that she kind of feels like she has unfilled potential and like her boyfriend's parents are kind of exacerbating that by constantly bringing it up. Um, And she wants this promotion because I feel like this is going to kind of prove herself to the people around her and probably to herself as well. Um, You get that idea. Um, but then this is where the kind of more moral, uh, morality tale part of the story really takes hold, is when this old lady, uh, who's named Sylvia Ganush, she's an old um, you can kind of tell she's like European,
1: yeah, like Eastern European,
0: and she kind of walks in and she's looking to extend her loan, um, because she's been late on it, and. Like that two day, times. I guess. Two times, yeah. And like that day, I guess she's going to get um, um, thrown out of her house. Her house is going to get foreclosed. And it's something she's been in there for like 30 years or whatever. Um, and I think immediately you get bad vibes from this lady. Yeah. she's like, She's oh got God, witch vibes. This lady's creep. Yeah. <laughs> this lady's a, gy- a gypsy freak. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is where um, Christine, it's, it ends up being all up to her whether or not she can help this lady and extend her. Um, it's
1: important that the lose. boss told her before she met with her that he's like, whoever wants this promotion is going to have to make the tough, tough decisions.
0: Right. Yeah. So exactly.
1: in her mind, she's like, from now on, I got to make the tough calls.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you feel the pressure on her in this moment to and it becomes a choice of do I do the right thing and I help this lady, but I'm going to probably lose on this promotion or do I screw this lady over and I'm better off the rest of my life
1: and Um, in Christine's defense, and I think this is a really good moral thing, like moral conundrum, is that this lady is late twice on her payment so she was already given a second chance And a third chance. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not saying what Christine did is right. I'm just saying I think it's perfectly justified and fine. Yeah. Her decision.
0: Yeah, I I can't say that I would have done anything differently than what she did. No. Thinking realistically and putting myself in that situation, you know. Yeah. can't can't blame her for making that choice. So, yeah, she she ends up um, denying the lady a loan after thinking about it. You can tell she's really conflicted about it. Um, and then from there, you get a really uncomfortable scene of the lady on the ground begging her to, yeah. <laughs> to extend her um, the time for her to pay back some of her loan. Um, then she starts getting really aggressive with her, and she has, the security has to come in. She shames um, her. And take her out, yeah. It's very, she puts her on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, then after that day, um, she kind of gets in her car. She's about to go home from work. And then she looks across the parking garage and she sees that old lady's car is there. And you see this handkerchief that she was using earlier kind of floating in the wind. And then you're like, oh, God, here we go. (laughs) And it's one of the coolest shots in the movie, and oh, it legitimately yeah. freaked me the fuck out. The flying because, handkerchief? Yeah, the the flying handkerchief is like flying across the car, and she's kind of watching it, and the camera's following it, and it goes to the back of the car, and all of a sudden, you just see like this shadow, person in shadow sitting in the back of her car, mm-hmm. and she comes toward the camera, and her face comes into the light, and you see that fucked up eye that she has. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was so spooky that that gave me the chills, legitimately. Um, yeah, then you get a very Evil Dead esque uh, fight scene between the old lady and Christine. <laughs> this this is the
1: one scene that has always stuck out to me. Yeah, because <laughs> the old lady gets like stapled in the head. She gets her dentures knocked out of her. She gets a ruler down the throat.
0: <laughs> yeah, this lady goes through a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah and so does christine i mean she puts up a fight for like probably like an
1: 80 year old
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely and this is and this is where i started really getting evil dead vibes where i was Mm -hmm. like okay this is like ash fighting against the deadites where like all of a sudden he's like this normal guy but he just is like fighting and trying to survive
1: (laughs) this is when you like are reminded oh this is a raimi movie
0: yeah 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 so but this this whole struggle um which kind of culminates in um, Christine getting knocked out by Ganoush unfortunately, and um, Ganush takes a button from her coat and curses it, and um, kind of and gives it back to her, um, unfortunately. Um, but then I, I think it just kind of cuts to her and her boyfriend like talking about what happened, right? They yeah, don't really show her like waking up.
1: And also her boyfriend is like a psychologist too. Oh yeah. He's like a psychology professor. So he's like Mm -hmm. going on about like PTSD. So pretty much all, all the things she'll like experience throughout this movie. He's just like, no, it's just like PTSD. You know, (laughs) no one's there. Even though like shadow hands are trying to murder her. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So her and her boyfriend are kind of still reeling from that, that attack. And they're talking about it. And, um, basically, because Christine is saying, like, she thinks that lady did something to her, like, she's being, like, haunted, basically. Um, and they end up being, like, right in front of a fortune teller's, like, uh, place of business. So she kind of sees the sign, and she's just like, oh, let's go in there and, like, see, um, uh, what this guy's gonna say about my future or whatever. And so they find out that, for, indeed, from the from that fortune teller that, yep, A dark spirit is haunting her. Um, And and it's confirmed even further when she goes home um, by herself and she um, suffers an attack by whatever this thing is. And it seems to have Ganusha's voice um, and everything. And you can't, there's like this weird thing where you can't tell um, what everything she's seeing, whether or not it's real. Well, Um, that was
1: like the thing that like the psychic told her later in the movie. He says like, uh the first you'll hear it and then the second Mm -hmm. day you'll see it and then the third day it takes you
0: right yeah and that makes sense because i think that first scene at her house alone at night i think all she does is hear it really
1: yeah she just hears like it's like rattling like the pans it's like banging on the doors and stuff it's just like throwing things almost like a poltergeist but you never see it
0: yeah so yeah and then um christina's kind of just like well i'm she probably thinks she's hallucinating still at this point i don't think she's quite in the all the way in the belief that a dark spirit is haunting her so she kind of goes to work the next day as normal and um this is where we get a a kind of a comedic scene where um she starts hallucinating more about ganoush like being there in her work um kind of mostly just hearing her not really seeing her um And she starts bleeding profusely from her nose at first. And then all of a sudden, she just starts vomiting blood (laughs) all all over her boss. Yeah, her boss is just sitting there trying to make sure she's okay. Did it get in my
1: mouth? Did it get in my mouth? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I thought that was fucking so funny. (laughs) That's all he cared about. He's like, Did
1: it get in my mouth? Did it get in my mouth?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that was great. And this is where we sit. we get the next evolution of Stu's character arc where he, amid all this chaos, he steals a file from Christine's desk, which I guess ended up being like this huge major file that was probably going to get her get her the promotion if she could close the sale of it, of this loan to this company. Now Christine is kind of thinking like, all right, something fucked up is going on. I can't really tell anyone about it because everyone's going to think I'm fucking crazy. So she's thinking like, Oh, maybe I can go back to Ganush and like, like basically beg her for forgiveness for what she did to her and foreclosing her house and all that. Um, So she figures out where she lives. She goes there, but it ends up being, she discovers that she recently has to hide. So Ganush is dead. um, And we get a scene at the funeral where she's kind of just walking in and all of a sudden she just falls on top of Ganush's body in the coffin. And she rolls out of it, and Gannusha rolls on top of her, and we get Gannusha like leaking fluids from her mouth onto Christine.
1: Yeah. I assume it's just kind of like your the soup that happens, like where your organs turn into.
0: Yeah, after you die, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it's like
1: profusely coming out of her mouth all over her.
0: Yeah, like abnormally <laughs> a large amount of fluid. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like really yellow pus.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it's it's rough it's rough she she goes back to that fortune teller that um she talked to earlier in the movie after this and she's like oh man well, like what can i do like to get rid of this spirit and i guess here she fin- this is when she finds out for sure that that button that she took from her and cursed her earlier in the movie is what what's cursing her and that's what is bringing ganoush upon her and that's kind of ganoush's tie to her and now she can kind of come back to her and torment her from the spirit world um, yeah and this is where we get all of that kind of um, lore as well where I guess the the demon is called Lamia yeah um, it's like a goat demon yeah and then the, the fortune teller kind of describes like how it takes around three days the whole process of like this thing tormenting her and at the end of that third day she's finally dragged to hell like we mm-hmm. saw that child get happened to earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is where uh, he also says that maybe he's basically just like, maybe a sacrifice will appease it. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know,
1: maybe you can, like, kill a small animal. He's like, you got any chickens around?
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's a very sad scene, but Christine has to end up um, killing um, her pet kitten. um. Which is just brutal. She just ends up stabbing it in her backyard. Yeah, and then immediately burying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's a um,
1: vegetarian.
0: Yeah, she doesn't like doing that kind of stuff. No killing Vegetarians animals.
1: Vegetarians hate killing their pet cats.
0: What the frick? The <laughs> frick. <laughs> so the next day... um, she's kind of burying the her pet kitten in her backyard, and this is where her boyfriend ends up meeting it back up with her, and she's like, he's like, what the hell are you doing back here? And she's like, oh, nothing. Like, she's trying to h- still hide every th- all the fucked up shit that's going on. Um. So, and then this is that night, I guess, is when they had planned to, for her to meet um her boyfriend's parents, who, as we said earlier, are really snobby, rich people, and they don't think that She's right for their son. I feel
1: like it was mostly the mom.
0: The yeah, dad seemed the, pretty chill. The dad seemed cool. Yeah, that's true.
1: Mommy um, issues. <laughs>
0: yeah. So they get to the dinner, and everything seems to be going pretty well. And I think Christine at this point thinks that the demon is gone. like that, Yeah, the she thinks the ritual worked. Yeah, kind of appeased it. Uh, but we find out as we go through that dinner scene that, nope, Ganusha <laughs> still Fucking around um classic ganoush because <laughs> you, you hear her and you see that like she's like f- making her hallucinate about her fucking like cake that she's eating yeah
1: there's like an eyeball in it
0: yeah which is like she's trying to keep it cool while everyone else is talking with each other but i mean she eventually can't she just screams and like throws a glass at the wall and then the the um the mom of the boyfriend is like, what the fuck? You need to leave right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, And the boyfriend kind of doesn't really follow her out after the mom is like, don't follow her. She's crazy. She's unwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she's
1: on like drugs or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is where um, she's kind of at her wit's end and she doesn't really know what else to do. So she goes back to the fortune teller and sees if there's anything else this, this guy can do for her. Um, so now this is where, um, we get the payoff for that flashback scene that we saw at the beginning and that, that medium that we saw at the beginning of the movie that watched that kid get pulled into hell is introduced to us. And, um, they're basically going to do a seance to try to, um, trap this demon, um, and end up killing it. And I guess their plan is to trap it and have the demon possess the goat and then kill the goat. And then ideally, um... That's how they would be able to get rid of the demon. Um, Didn't work out things, well. No. Things do not go as planned. The demon ends up possessing another guy at the table and I think the medium herself as well. Yeah,
1: it was, it was the medium and then the goat, but then he was smart and kicked the guy and then they went into the guy and...
0: Mm-hmm. It was, a was this, this, the this part part is the part where I was laughing like so hard for some reason because when he possesses like that that third guy at the table, <laughs> it's like it's so Evil Dead. I could see it yeah. being an Evil Dead where he's like he's like floating in the air and dancing. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, going, like dancing and nah, 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 singing. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, God damn it! What the hell is this?
1: <laughs> it's like an Evil Dead when like his like sister's body or whatever comes up the skeleton and she's like dancing with her severed head.
0: Yeah, it's exactly like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so unfortunately, the fallout of all this is that they basically don't get anything done. The demon gets away. They don't end up killing the goat. And on top of that, the medium from the beginning of the movie in that flashback ends up dying. Um, And basically all that they really accomplished was that they banished the demon from that immediate situation they were in. Yeah, they just severed him from a seance.
1: They didn't like send him away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she is still dreading that um like Ganusha's gonna and this demon Lamia are gonna show their ugly face. Now basically the, the fortune teller is just like, all right. Now basically the only thing he can do is like to give this button that you have, this cursed button, to somebody else. And she puts it in an, he puts in an envelope and gives it to her. Um, so now this is another moral situation that Christine is put in. Um, she goes. To like she's a,
1: damning someone else to hell, whoever she yeah, gives it to.
0: Yeah, it reminded me of it follows like yeah, that whole. It's very similar, mm-hmm. except giving that a button is a lot
1: easier than fucking someone. <laughs> hey, but which is more enjoyable? Um, I definitely say fucking someone. I don't know. I think giving a button's more fun because they get a button fun. spawn to <laughs> their collector. Maybe they need a button. <laughs> that
0: could be true. That's that's probably true. Um, so, yeah, she goes to, like, this diner and she's kind of looking around and she's, um, get, like, c- considering all these different people. She's, At one basically point, she's looking gonna, for an asshole. Yeah. At one point, she's just going to give it to some old man who's just sitting there eating um, but then she stops when she realizes, oh, this guy's got a wife and his wife like returns to the table. And this is the part of the movie where I was like totally on board with her doing this. Yes, I but was. She too. calls Stu. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, hey, Stu, uh, I I know that you fucking stole my file earlier. Can you fucking come here and meet me about it in this random diner? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then and he shows up and is immediately just crying. He's like, please don't tell my mom. Please don't tell the boss.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please, please, please. And it's so satisfying to see him like fucking. Uh, In like, tears. Begging. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, but even she is good, good enough of a person. She doesn't even do it to Stu, which is more than I would have given him. Like, no, no yeah. Fuck Stu. That guy would have gotten the button so hard.
1: If someone um, in public looked at me funny,
0: I would have given them the button.
1: So Stu <laughs> yes. definitely deserves it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so um, now she kind of remembers his suggestion that, like, oh, you can give this to a dead person, actually, as well. Because um, he mentioned the medium mentioned that earlier. So she ends up going back to give it to Ganoush. She finds Ganoush's grave. She digs up her grave, opens the coffin, um, and uh gives her um the envelope um so and then this is where we kind of think that everything's okay like this seems to be like kind of like a time jump. it kind of cuts to christine um she's um she seems to be preparing to like um go somewhere on like a trip with her boyfriend, yeah, they're gonna go to like his parents'
1: cabin like they were like planning that in the beginning of the movie
0: right yeah um and uh everything is going well for her it seems like she we find out that she's getting that promotion from her boss um finally because i guess Stu was just so like heartbroken and felt so bad about it that he went and confessed to her boss that oh yeah i've the reason that we didn't get this like big um deal with this client was because i fucking stole her file um Basically, so she seems to be all good. She buys like a brand new nice blue coat. Just like, I'm going to go out with my boyfriend, have a great weekend trip.
1: New coat, new me. Um,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, we find out at this point when they're about to get on the train to go on their weekend trip that that envelope that the button was in um, earlier in the movie, she ends up dropping it in her boyfriend's car. Um, and she can't find it for a second. She's like, oh, shit, where is it? Like, And the boyfriend has all these different papers on the floor of his car. I mean, she picks it up, but she thinks she's found it. But her boyfriend ends up giving her that envelope back because he didn't really know what it was or what the significance of it was. She's like, oh, yeah, hey, here's that envelope you were looking for the other day in my car. Oh, it was because she
1: got the new coat, and he was like, oh, where's your old coat? Because I found the button oh yeah
0: that's right that's why oh yeah and I guess it's also it's set up earlier that the boyfriend is like a coin collector nerd yeah he's like a coin collector nerd so and I I'm guess he says that he's like oh I guess the envelope you gave him just had a coin in it and it wasn't the button <laughs> that makes sense so then, then all of a sudden this crushing weight of dread comes over you and her you see it in her yeah. face and you're like oh god what's gonna happen and this is probably the third day at this point. Yeah, it is the third morning. It was like the morning of the third day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the curse is never lifted. So She gets starts to get freaked out and all of a sudden she's just hearing things again and this is where she falls onto the train tracks in front of her. With the train um, coming at full speed. Yeah, the train is like right there.
1: <laughs> and I love like uh, Justin Long, just like, Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, it's- He's like, Oh my God!
0: It's such like a genuine reaction. Like yeah. I feel like someone in that situation really would just be like, oh my God, what the what Oh uh, my god.
1: Like, what That's do you what do? makes
0: it so disturbing. He's <laughs> like that
1: lady in uh, Twin Peaks when in season three when that boy just like that sickly boy just comes out of car, she's
0: like, Oh god! Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Oh god <laughs> One of the best scenes in all of David Lynch's film catalog. (laughs) We're gonna be late for dinner. It's almost six (laughs) thirty. I still can't make heads or tails of that scene. You don't need to. Like I don't, I don't know why that was in it. I don't know what it means. It's funny. Yeah, I guess you're just supposed to vibe with it. Just a funny little (laughs) moment.
1: (laughs) Just a a mother and her kid hanging out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> nothing weird about it bro. nothing weird about it <laughs> so yeah and I think you could probably tell where this is going that train is coming um, but uh, right when that train is about to hit her all of a sudden those that ground starts breaking apart like we saw at the beginning of the movie with that boy and those hands start grabbing her and dragging her down to hell like and also her. her face is
1: like melting from the heat
0: yes, as she's getting dragged in she's like screaming like help me please like help me and like as she's doing that like you see like the skin around her eyes is like yeah burning away and like her you see her whole eyeballs and like you see your skeleton basically it's 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 really disturbing especially because i think you've come to really like christine at that point and you're like are really happy you're very happy that she this. got over everything right yeah it's it's a great ending um and now basically Justin Long has to watch her get put dragged down to hell under yeah. this train. And while final he's holding shot the button. Is just like him
1: reaching out and it's just his face and his like mouth is open. His eyes are just horrified. His entire <laughs> face is red. There's tears going down his eyes and snot coming out. Yeah. And he yeah. just holds on that and he's like in shock. And then just cuts to black <laughs> title card.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's such a good ending. It it really like creeped me out. It's like mean. I Yeah And I love it. It's very mean. <laughs> she didn't really deserve that, in my opinion.
1: But. No. And I think that's um the main theme of the movie. I think a lot of people get punishments for mistakes they don't necessarily should probably punish that hard for. Mm-hmm. Um and I think It's also like the world, obviously we know morals are not black and white as much as I think a lot of people want them to be. Uh, But in this world, the morals are very black and white. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And it's almost to like a comedic satirical point. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like the point of it.
0: Yeah, I definitely think they they were going for that there. For sure. And I mean, you could argue also that that's just like hell's like black and white, like um, moral compass. For well, I mean, I,
1: I remember as a young boy, um, we always, we always uh, dig up um, my traumatized youth every time. We <laughs> we but growing about religion. <laughs> up in, in a Christian home, I had a genuine fear of going to hell. Hell oh. was a very tangible thing for me. You know, like, to me, hell was a place just, like, I could, like, go at any moment. You know, like, the floor could open up and i just walk right in, you know? And it doesn't mm-hmm. help you learn in school that, like, the middle of the earth is, like, molten lava. I'm like, oh, shit, that's hell. You know? <laughs> Bible says hell's underground, earth, hell. So, it's it, I think it's a very, um, like, deeply rooted Like, fear, even though now uh, I'm an adult, I don't believe in it. But that is something, when you're a kid, that you can't really comprehend. You do really look at the world black and white. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and when you get older, it kind of fucks with you when you realize things aren't that way. And you're like, oh, shit. If I don't do this one thing, I might go to hell. (laughs) I don't want that. So... (laughs) For me, and I think a lot of um, kids growing up in an evangelical Christian household would uh, relate to this movie a lot as just kind of like a deeply rooted fear that's that's always kind of there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think what, last episode we were talking about a Christian horror movie and yeah. how we wish that existed. This is pretty close to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only, know what I like, mean?
1: It just need no, but no, but this is too morally grave for Christians. We need her to like get an abortion.
0: <laughs> she's like,
1: should I get that abortion? And then she gets the abortion. And they're like, you're going to hell.
0: the abortion demon's coming for you. There needs to be some hot button like conservative political issue that she need, is on the wrong yeah. side of for her like, to get.
1: And then right before she gets dragged to hell, she's like, the election was rigged. And then the the hell closes and they spit her
0: back up. <laughs> you saved yourself sweetheart good job yeah donald trump's campaign
1: bus comes and he's like i saw you were about to get dragged to hell ganoush that woman but i'm glad to see you You're gonna vote for me in the 2024 election <laughs> don't get an abortion
0: Oh god! You see the demons that were pulling her in have like MAGA hats on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, they'd be they'd be Bernie hats.
1: They'd be Bernie hats. Why? No, yeah, because because Trump sends them to heaven. Oh, okay. Because she 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 found her faith again before getting sent to hell. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So the, the Bernie supporters would. It's yeah, the Bernie okay, supporters. Dems go to hell. <laughs> And Biden is Satan.
1: Yeah, Biden's down there. He's like, oh, i would got to touch the hair on my legs.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to sniff this young girl's hair. I'm going to
1: sniff your hair. I'm going to kiss you on the cheek. Have well, you maybe seen I that could...
0: video where he's, like, sniffing that girl's hair?
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos of Joe Biden doing creepies. Hey, that's why they call Peter him Creepy shit. Joe.
0: It's, yeah, it's Creepy Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that <laughs>
1: video where he tells that kid to feel the hair on his legs. He's like, push the hair on my legs down.
0: Don't let him pop up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't mind the guy. I do think he's too old to be president for sure. Like, he he just seems like he comes off like a doddering old fool sometimes.
1: Yeah. And um, I don't
0: think that's what we want in a leader of our country.
1: Yeah. I think if you're over the age of, like, 60, you should just not. Like, if you can retire like you probably shouldn't be working like just a low stress office job at that age i don't think you should be able to run a country
0: yeah i agree let's let's get off of politics though <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> we don't want to be divisive we don't what want do you be mean divisive i don't see a problem
1: with it What <laughs> you get an abortion you go to hell that's our stance right
0: <laughs> no i do not condone that I'll say we right hate now. women's rights on this podcast uh oh, uh oh. No, 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 not with Roe v. Wade almost getting cancelled. We're not we're not doing that right now. <laughs> all right, all right, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. In light of current um,
1: events, I take it back.
0: But yeah, I I think we both really, really, really enjoy this movie. Um It's yeah, it's like I said before, it's probably one of my favorite Sam Raimi movies now. I'd never seen yeah. it before. I was surprised I think, when you
1: told me you didn't see it.
0: I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, the only reason awesome. I didn't see it, I, I thought Sam was just a producer on it, that's why.
1: Uh, I don't know yeah. why
0: I thought that.
1: He produces a lot, though.
0: He does, yeah. yeah.
1: One thing I love about all Sam Raimi-produced movies, and I, I know this is intentional, the director always adds that evil dead shot of, like, there's always wooden stairs, and it's, like, from the perspective behind the stairs, so you see the characters' like, feet as they're, like, stepping down. You get that creak. Literally every oh. Raimi produced movie has that. Really? Yeah.
0: That's so interesting.
1: I, I, I watched Crawl and they did that exact thing. And I was like, oh, yep, there's the Raimi shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it that um, alligator movie? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one yet. I have to watch that.
1: Gators are cool. It's like <laughs> Florida, the movie. It's like about what all Floridans fear. Actually, I think it's just what all people aren't for Florida fear because that's just like normal for Florida. like we just think that's florida every day like there's just gonna be three giant like eight feet long like alligators in our
0: basement (laughs) oh god you know i saw a really badass video that was took place in florida recently with an uh, alligator or crocodile it was like i guess this guy was just like walking his dog by like a lake or whatever and like this fucking croc this alligator crocodile comes out of the water and grabs his dog and drags it into the water. Fuck that. <laughs> and then but the part that made it like badass was like the guy went in the water and like grabbed the alligator crocodile and dragged it out with the dog no, still yeah. in its mouth. Florida's like, not
1: scared of alligators.
0: And they like pried he like pried its mouth open and got the dog out of its mouth. That's awesome. <laughs> I was, like, damn, and the dog was fine apparently. That's like, like that wow. video of that guy punching the kangaroo that had his dog in the
1: headlock. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's one of my all-time favorite videos. like He like he, like puts up hands and the kangaroo's like, ready to fight and he just decks him in the face and the kangaroo <laughs> just stunned. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> confused. <laughs> He's like, did like, I just get punched? <laughs> I
0: lose my mind every time I watch that video. And it was so to me. He just runs away. It's like yeah. I'm not fucking with that. He's like, I'm. Not. He's like, fuck you, dude. That wasn't cool. If he was a human, he'd have tears in his eyes and be running away. He's yeah. like I can't believe
1: you did that to me.
0: <laughs> he would be like stew when he gets found out. Exactly. Fuck stew. <laughs> F stew. Honestly, one of the characters I've hated in cinema recently. Stu. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, and force kind God, of redeem himself at the end when he when he ended up apologizing, but still did he? I mean, I guess he. I guess he only did because he was like found out, like so. You
1: know what they say: you can forgive, but never forget.
0: That's right. The demons in hell they will always remember when you
1: yeah. had to. Stu's going to hell. I know that for a fact. He's gonna <laughs> see uh, Christy down there. <laughs>
0: But by then um, she'll be
1: like promoted to a demon, like a higher up demon so she can like torture him.
0: <laughs> That's the sequel. I would watch that if she became like a, an asshole demon.
1: She's she's That's just a cool. like a lone uh person in hell. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you're building like a giant torture castle." Uh need about 50,000 more. Uh, oh wait, there's a guy named Stu there? Yeah, yeah, you get, you get the loan. <laughs>
0: yeah that's when she's on board <laughs> yeah they just kind of
1: like slap a bunch of like rubber bands on his penis for like a hundred years <laughs>
0: that'd be cool that's all his torture is he can't yeah. move he's just getting rubber bands like fucking flicked onto his <laughs> just his limp
1: dick just getting he's getting swacked with a bunch of rubber bands and his balls too uh.
0: I mean that would hurt. I'm not gonna lie. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's my. Uh, well, I guess, and uh, I kind of wanted to end it on just um, your like hopes for Raimi in the future and what he does next. Well, um, we know
1: Evil Dead's four is coming.
0: Yeah, which is he? I don't think he's is that in a movie? He's, just he's writing.
1: I don't think he's directing. I hope we get a horror comeback from him.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like he's probably going to be doing this Evil Dead thing for a while I'm hoping, we. I just want more Evil Dead stuff Yeah, Evil. there's not been a single bad Evil Dead thing and I think it's 100% due to Raimi's involvement on all of it
0: it's true, yeah even so, the show was, was great I, what, I love that show
1: what I hope is he uses this newfound because Marvel fans are weirdos they only watch Marvel movies, so when they get any kind <sighs> of artsy, independent, like, basically a director that actually knows what they're doing. They kind of latch on to him Mm -hmm. and will follow them, so I hope Raimi's able to use that to his advantage in, like, terms of his future success. But I hope he just makes another horror movie.
0: Me too. I I want him to go um, because I just felt... I ended up feeling really bad for him by the end of Doctor Strange 2 where I was like, God damn, dude, this dude... He, I mean, he loves the audience. He wants to do everything for them, right? But like, the last time he did this, Spider Man Three it was a disaster, and I feel like Doctor Strange Two has a lot of the same problems script wise that Spider Man Three had. And it's like, man, this guy cannot fucking catch a break with these like large superhero movies. You
1: know, you you can't make them all come. You know, like, yeah,
0: I guess not. It's it sucks. But I actually saw an interview with him recently where that's what he was saying he wanted to do next was like a. A really small scale horror horror film.
1: I hope he can um, do that. I just want something gross and gnarly from him.
0: Yeah, me too. I I just hope to God that 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 the MCU doesn't lock him into like a contractual obligation to do like two more Doctor Strange movies or something like that.
1: Who gives a shit about Doctor Strange?
0: Yeah, honestly, this new movie did not do anything honestly, to make me care for him.
1: You're you're gonna laugh. I genuinely couldn't tell you Doctor Strange's power. i genuinely cannot tell you other than like he shoots sonic rings
0: i think well he doesn't really have powers he's just like he just knows magic really well he knows how to do magic
1: oh so he's chris angel
0: yeah basically (laughs) wait so
1: he's like a magician
0: yeah yeah so it's not
1: real it's like illusions
0: no 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 it's i mean it's like real it's like real magic
1: so he's a wizard
0: yeah, he's like a wizard. Yeah. That's that's a better Well,
1: word for it. I would be much more interested in a wizard strange instead of
0: Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't sure why he's called Doctor Strange. That's is that's he a, a question you have to ask the Marvel people. Does he have a doctorate? Is...
1: That's probably why.
0: He does he does have a doctorate, yeah.
1: I couldn't call any of my professors like Mr. or Mrs. They're like, no, it's Doctor. So like <laughs> once you get the doctorate, he's like even as a superhero
0: <laughs> you know, I guess so. Like, this, that, doctor, the Dr. doctor, doctor title carries into being a superhero. I went through um, eight years of school. I, it's doctor. Okay. <laughs> Even if I'm here punching Thanos in the face, you, you have to call yeah. me doctor. That's why he punched <laughs> Thanos. Is he
1: called him Mister Strange?
0: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I the news Doctor Strange. Like it barely goes into his character at all. It's like, I feel like Wanda was more interesting in it. It's so strange.
1: More like like Wanda Strange and the multiverse of Wanda.
0: Got him. They really should have just called it, like, Wanda and Strange or something stupid like that. Do you
1: think they wanted to make a Scarlet Witch, but they didn't think audiences would care enough, so they just made Doctor Strange the lead?
0: That could be, honestly. I feel like the character because of that Disney Plus show is like elevated in popularity so much. I feel like they could definitely do a, like a Scarlet Witch solo movie now. Um, I I, I don't know if I actually wa- watched that personally, but I mean, I feel like they could probably do it. Mm. Um, but uh, no Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no Morbius for some reason. One of the hmm. cinematic graces. Someone really fucked up there in Disney.
1: Oh God! saying that would have brought him. That would brought him more. Well,
0: enough of that. Enough of Disney. (laughs) Enough of that.
1: Enough of it. I'm gonna use that anytime you start talking about Marvel. Enough of that. (laughs) Okay,
0: you can. Because I am like I. My tolerance for Marvel Studios movies is at an all time low. Um. Now. Even with this new one. I, I I ended up I ended up appreciating Sam Rami for what he did to the movie and how he elevated it. But like good God man, that hey, it's just hey, like
1: Hey hey hey. Enough
0: of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough of it. But yeah, well, we both want to see definitely some wanna see Sam go back to his horror roots next. Do yes. something like Drag Me to Hell. Like a yeah. nice little horror movie, contained. Like doesn't even have to be Evil Dead. It would be it's cool if be it was fun. Evil Dead, but yeah, just make a fun like horror movie. I think people would would love that, and it would come out in droves. Especially I, after, yeah. like what you said, the fan base has probably grown since he did Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think um, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye